Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here, learning to listen to God, meditate on whatever He says, and respond to Him in prayer. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, or listen on your favorite podcast provider. Share it with a friend so they can start their day right too. We're starting season three on First 15, and I've been looking forward to this for several weeks. There's something about a new season. We're in the middle of a global pandemic with the coronavirus, and the message that God has just really been impressing on my heart in the last uh, couple weeks has been healing, the need for healing in the world. And I'm not talking about just physical healing from the coronavirus, but just the rupture that has happened in society, in travel, in business, in people's lives. Something has just really sat with me that has told me we are not going to just flip a switch, get over this, and go back to the way things were before. Uh, people are talking about the new normal. And whether you have already found your new normal or whether you're searching for it or you don't believe we will really be back to a normal, regardless of all that, God is speaking to us and God has words for us. God wants to use us today. And so I want to lead us into God's word and let him speak to us so that we can hear his word let him really impress it on our hearts. We pray it back to him and then let him use us in how we live it out each day and starting with today. Today's episode, in terms of what we're going to cover, the content is going to be pretty short, the portion of scripture, but I have several things I want to do to set this up. So let me just jump right into it. As those of you who have listened for a while know, here on First 15, the intent of our podcast is really to help us apply the truth of God's Word beyond the first 15 minutes into the rest of our lives. And we follow a four-step process. You can get that on my website at wordofprayer.com. We also reference it in the first episode of Seasons 1 and 2, whether you want to look at Psalm 1 or Matthew 1. Both of those demonstrate how we do that process. So you can find that on our podcast. You can find it on YouTube. It's easily available. Like the first episode of every season, today is going to be a little different from the episodes that follow. We are not unfamiliar with the book of Psalms. In fact, here on First 15, in season one, out of the 15 episodes that we started with on this podcast, four of those featured a psalm from the book of Psalms, including the very first one, Psalm 1, in episode 1, and the last episode, episode 15, where we went back to Psalm 5. And then we also covered Psalm 143 and Psalm 19. If you missed any of those, I recommend you go back. You can give them a listen, and I think you will find something really valuable in them. I'm curious, though. What is your favorite psalm? I know many people just an instinctive first reaction is Psalm 23. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. And we can even repeat it uh, from memory. I've also heard a number of people, especially now during this coronavirus time, referencing Psalm 91. Uh, he who dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. And just the, the reference there to the plagues and 
that God is our help and our refuge has given a lot of people tremendous comfort in this trying time. And so whatever your favorite psalm is, there are 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. And so we have a lot to choose from. In fact, I don't think that we have a problem with praying individual psalms, especially the ones that we love and that we're familiar with. I think the challenge is praying the entire book of Psalms, all of them, and, and receiving them as God's word for us and praying them back as our word to God. You know, when I teach classes, I ask students for their favorite verses from the Psalms, and we can easily get 30 verses uh, out, that even with overlaps, even with people saying, oh, that's mine too, whether it's 30 or 40 or 50 verses. I think our working memory or our use of favorite verses from the Psalms runs to about anywhere from 30 to 50 verses. Now, I think that's a great start, but do you know how many verses there are in the entire book of Psalms? Something just shy of 2,500. And so my interest is not really in those 50 favorite verses that you have for praying, the ones that you even know almost by heart or by heart that you can memorize and you can just pray them spontaneously. I'm interested in the other 2,400 or so verses that you're not so familiar with, that we need to be able to to take in and appropriate and let God speak to us on a deeper level. And so I want to go there. And we're going to aim for about 30 or so episodes here in season three. And for today's episode, we're... and I just wanted to give a few remarks uh, setting up the whole book of Psalms because I think there's something that we need to really consider whenever we look at the book of Psalms. For some reason, I, my mind just ran in the direction of these points that I wanted to share all start with the letter H, all right? So first of all, there's three humps or obstacles, if you will, that I think present themselves when we come to the book of Psalms. And I'm talking about outside of those favorite verses, those, those verses that we just love and we cherish for the entire book of Psalms we have a couple of humps to get over. One of those is history. So the Psalms have been attributed to David, and in fact, his name occurs at the top of many of the Psalms, maybe about half or so. Besides David and his personal history, you can read in First and Second Samuel, there uh, is Israel's story. And so there's several Psalms that reference long before David came along of how God powerfully led the people of Israel out of Egypt under Moses. And that was about 500 years before David. And even before that, some of the Psalms reference the creation. So even back to the very beginning of time, when God first spoke the world into existence, the Psalms reach back to the very beginning. But there's a lot of history in the Psalms about a thousand years of history in the Psalter, if you want to consider the beginnings of Israel, the nation of Israel, God bringing them up out of Egypt, and then until the close of the book of Psalms, which is clearly after the Babylonian exile. So roughly 1500 BC to 500 BC 
about a thousand year period. And I'm not even considering reaching all the way back to creation. So even with that reference, but there's a lot of history and even prehistory. And it's a hump because when we read an individual Psalm, we don't always know the history behind it or the context. And that can be a little bit of an obstacle for us. It's okay though. Even when we don't know the history or don't fully grasp, pray anyway. That is my advice to you is even without the history, we're going to pray the psalm. The second hump is that we're dealing with Hebrew poetry. In the original language, this is poetic language. And we don't deal with poetry every day necessarily. Now, poetry in any language is challenging, especially if it's not a language you're familiar with. And even with a good translation, the Psalms, we don't always get to hear and appreciate them in the way they were originally written. There is a certain logic. Every language has rules of its own poetry. In the case of the Psalms, the poetry of the Psalms isn't so much about rhyming like it is in English poetry. It's more about parallelism, having similar thoughts between two lines, or sometimes contrasting thoughts. That's how the Hebrew mind works in terms of poetry. And of course, there's lots of figurative language, there's metaphors, similes, all kinds of things that are operating there. So we cannot make the mistake of trying to take the Psalms literally in every single word and every single verse because it is poetry. Here's the thing. If you know any Hebrew, that's wonderful. And if you are able to learn some Hebrew, excellent. That's great if you can do that. But also know this. The early church, besides those few believers who were Jewish Christians, like the apostles and, and many of the uh, associates of Paul and others in the first century, as the church grew and went into Gentile lands among non-Jews, the early church from the late first century onwards read and prayed the Psalms in a translation themselves in Greek, uh, from the Greek Septuagint, which was made from the Hebrew original. And early Christians found the Psalms suited for praying and praising God. So Hebrew poetry is a bit of a hump for us to overcome, but it's not insurmountable. The early Christians found a great way to express their faith and we join with them in the same way. I think the third hump is a difficult one for us, harsh language, which is many of the Psalms get really intense and rail against enemies or against the wicked, against pagan nations, sometimes even against God. And you know, life is harsh. Language can be rough. And in the Psalms, one of the things I take great comfort from is that God has said, it's okay, I can take it. You can bring your roughness. You can bring tough, harsh language to me. You can express your anger you can express your desire for revenge against your enemies. It's okay. It's a safe place when you pray to me to do that. I will receive you exactly as you are. Now, let me say this. God's not going to leave us there, though. 
He has a great desire to work with our hearts and transform us. And so when we pray the Psalms, we're also anticipating and looking ahead to Jesus who prayed the Psalms himself, even praying them on the cross. You know, when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's actually quoting from Psalm 22. And so Jesus himself takes the words of the Psalms, whether he was on the cross or when he was dealing with temptation from Satan in the wilderness, he used the language of the book of Psalms and he lifted it and redeemed it even to a, a higher level. And so we take great courage and confidence from our Lord about how to use the language, even this harsh language of the Psalms. So there's three humps. We're going to close our time today by praying together Psalm 13. And it's a short psalm. It's just five verses long. It's a psalm of how long. Because the psalmist asks that question four times, over and over, it comes up. And if you're in a place where you've been wondering, God, how long? How long are we going to be confined? How long before we get back into the normal swing of things, into a, a new routine that I like, to rescue us from, from boredom, from coronavirus, from just all of this that we've been experiencing the last many weeks? God, how long? If that's where you are, this is the perfect prayer to pray. In Hebrew, the term that's repeated over and over is adna. How long? Adna, Yahweh. Adna. So that's something that you can pray. And I just want to lead us now in praying Psalm 13. Will you join with me? How long, Yahweh? Will you forget me forever? How long will you conceal your face from me? How long must I hold advice within and not act, experience grief in my heart by day? How long will my enemy stay on top of me? Consider this carefully and answer me, Yahweh, my God. Give me some light through all this darkness, or I will go to sleep in death, and the enemy will gloat. I've won, rejoicing that I've been tripped up and taken down. Yet, I trust in your faithful love. My heart rejoices in your deliverance. I sing praise to you, Yahweh, for you have done good to me. Amen. Waiting can be hard. The darkness sometimes can be so great that we suspect we will die before an answer comes. To be pinned down under the enemy, that's impossible to endure. Yet, the darkness cannot extinguish all hope. And the tiniest seed of faith, as small as a mustard seed, can still take root and grow into rejoicing and praise. In fact, trust and praise and rejoicing are the most effective answer to the question, how long? As long as it takes, God, I'm going to praise you in the meantime. And when your deliverance comes, I will rejoice and praise you more. Spend some time today meditating on God's goodness, 
even if you're asking the question, Adna, how long, God? How long? Today's episode is brought to you by God Help Me Grow, learning to pray through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon, and there's a link to it in our show notes as well. Thanks for listening, and keep praying God's Word. Thank you.